Well, I've got three daughters, and uh, at least one of them was pretty boy crazy in high school. In fact, I didn't even know she had a boyfriend until they had broken up. <laughs> so <laughs> many girls go through the boy crazy phase earlier. I've got a colleague whose daughter is in seventh grade. She's kind of boy crazy. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about what to do, how to help your daughter navigate this phase. Uh, I'm John Fuller, along with our vice president of parenting, Dr. Danny Huerta. Uh, Danny, is it 100%? of girls are boy crazy at some phase or another? Uh, it's not. I mean, it is common. It's very common, but it's not 100%. I would say that. there. I, I know you're being facetious, John, but it, we do think that it's super, super common. But boy craziness, this is where they, you, just, they just can't stop thinking about boys. It's just all... All boy, 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 boy. And some girls get crazier than others with this. And uh, you have some that, that just don't know why people are always talking boys. And that was m- my daughter would come home and say, man, it's constant talking about boys with, with girls. And I don't have as much to relate to because I don't feel that sense of super boy craziness. Mm. She liked boys, but yeah. and she was attracted, but it wasn't, wasn't quite like that. What's interesting is... When the boy craziness hits, what I've noticed is girls try to get attention in that season, and they'll do a variety of things to try to get attention back. Like, look at me, look at me. And when you look at the definition for modesty, Hmm. it's about not drawing attention to yourself, whatever that would be, the clothes, whatever it is, you're, you're pointing towards someone else. And we want to teach our daughters to point to the creator and to not be so... Fo- hyper focused on drawing attention to themselves, and we know the first way that they do it is through fashion, mm-hmm. through clothing, yeah. Yeah. because that's how you get attention from the boys in that boy crazy phase. It's time for conversation if you're starting to see your daughter go into that. Well, and we're going to uh, hear a little bit about that in this clip featuring Dana Gresh and Focus President Jim Daly. They talked about what to do when your daughter starts becoming interested in boys. I don't know if this is still true. Uh, I'm shifting a gear here, but um, as I was reading the book and looking at the prep this morning, I was talking to Gene about this, and I said, "Were you ever boy crazy?" <laughs> you yeah. know, and you know, we're talking about elementary school, junior yeah. high, and she said, "Oh yeah, you know, it was all silly stuff." And her and her girlfriends would see if some guy would notice her in sixth grade or something mm-hmm. like that. But that idea of the influence of boys in girls' lives at that age yeah. and the importance that many girls place on it, kind of the boy-crazy craze, yeah. describe that and the damage it can do and how to develop that in a healthier way. Well, to write Lies Girls Believe, we surveyed 1,500 tween girls. These were all church-going girls. Mm. Um, and we did focus groups with dozens of moms. We wanted to make sure that the 20 lies that we addressed in the book were the lies that were, in fact, the most relevant. And one of the really big ones was this area of needing a boyfriend. Here's what made me really sad when we talked to the girls, is it wasn't just this cultural trend of I need to have a boyfriend, right? And some something like 32% of girls by their 11th birthday have had a boyfriend. <laughs> I'm, really? Like what? Yeah. And yeah. now that's that would be, you know, broad, yeah. secular numbers. But that's the kind of pressure that's out there, that a third of the girls who have really not a specific need to be in a relationship with a boy have one. And that puts pressure on all of them to experience Talking, they call it talking together yeah. today. I don't know if you know that, but they call it, they want to talk with someone. That's the beginning of relationship. But um, I really was 
burdened by the fact that these girls said my life would be better if I had a boyfriend. It wasn't just like I'd like to have a boyfriend. The lie that they believed was my life would be better. I would have better worth. I would be looked at as being a person of better worth if I had a boyfriend. And I got to, you know, here's the problem with that. If you're boy crazy and you're like, I need a guy, I need a guy, which for girls a lot of times starts in kindergarten. Right. Did Jean tell you that? Yeah, that's okay. you know, that's kind of what she said. <laughs> but it was silly stuff. You know, it was somebody to sit and have lunch with. Exactly. Or, you know, they concocted what that meant. And still, in that age. And, it, and it starts with that. Yeah. But the research tells us that when you start with that, when you're in eight to 12 year old range, when you're 13 plus, being in a dating relationship for six months or longer puts you on a conveyor belt to an early sexual debut. Right. So it that boy craziness really isn't a cute thing. It's not something we should be encouraging and nurturing. And here's here's the long-term problem of it is I need the guy, I need the guy, I need the guy till you're married and you have the guy becomes God fix the guy. Because <laughs> well, it's, that's a more mature, you know, perspective, I guess. <laughs> it's it's just a twisted version right. of the same thing we've been talking about. Yeah. This whole program, which mm-hmm. is what does that girl and that married woman really need? So how do you delay that though? What how well, do you shape that in such a way that's God honoring? So, let's talk about the word normal. I think it's a very overrated word. Okay. Just because something is normal doesn't mean it's great for our kids, doesn't mean it's best for us. Mm-hmm. And just because having a boyfriend when you're 11 years old is fairly normal, being boy crazy is fairly normal, doesn't mean it's good for your daughter. It's putting her on a conveyor belt to valuing things that could hurt her in her teen years. And so um, I think an important thing to do is put her, take her off the boy crazy train And I know this is going to sound simplistic, but I'm sorry. Sometimes the truth is very simplistic. Get her on the God crazy train. Until her needs for relationship are met in Jesus Christ, none of her relationships are going to work the way that she needs them to work or the way that they will be satisfying to her. Listen, that loneliness for a friend, that craving for a boy, those are God-shaped holes in her heart crying out for relationship with Jesus. And God did create her for community. He created us for each other. We experience Him better when we are connected to the body of Christ, right? But unless we're first connected to Him, those relationships are always going to be frustrating. Yeah. I would I would think temperament plays into that. Yeah. You're going to have uh, compliant yeah. daughters, you're going to have strong-willed sure. daughters, and you're going to have a whole Head kind of, one of spectrum of response there as you try to mold them in a God-fearing way. Yeah. So it, it, it takes different approaches exactly. uh, to manage those temperaments, I think. And when you get that boy-crazy, strong-headed girl, again, going back to the questions, tell me why you really feel like you need a boyfriend. Mm. I want to know what that feels like in your heart. Like, well, yeah, all your friends do kind of seem to have that. Tell me what that feels like. Like listening can get you 80% of the way to the answer. Well, and back to your point, relationship is critical. Yeah. Oh, I love Dana's heart. And Danny, let's go ahead and uh, look at something that uh, she didn't talk about, and that is how dads can encourage our daughters um, in their attraction to boys. I mean, we we can help normalize and keep things healthy. Uh, how do we do that? Yeah, as dads, we have a fantastic role in our daughter's life. 
Uh, we get to, to show and model what it's like to be treated by a man. And in that, we talk about part of God's design is that uh, attraction is, is part of the whole thing. Uh, you feel attraction. There's nothing bad with that, nothing to be ashamed of. But learn about it. What are you attracted to personality-wise, physically? I remember talking to Lexi in the, in, in the car, asking her that question. What are you attracted uh, to in boys? Mm-hmm. What have you noticed? What yeah. personality? Is it when they, they make you laugh? Is it when they're social? What is it? Because it's so important for you to know what you're attracted to in a boy and why. Why are you attracted to that? Because sometimes attraction is there because you want something from the other person that it, to, to fulfill something inside of you, fill an emptiness. They're popular, so I'm going to be attracted to them because I want to feel more popular. I'll feel more popular with or them. Or yeah. I'm attracted to that person because they're good at that, and and uh, if if I connect with them, people will like me. Those are kind of the deeper unfortunately selfish reasons for attraction then there's some that man that guy makes me laugh and i i come alive and i can be myself that's a healthy attraction and so talk about the differences what's a healthy one what's an unhealthy one how are you a contributor in that young man's life and how can you present yourself in a way that you can be contributed to instead of consumed Mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes as we talk to our daughters, if we talk about that friendship piece we've talked about on the show and the deeper needs of our daughters, they can learn more about themselves and why they're pursuing a certain relationship with a boy. Mm-hmm. And that just helps them enter into that space in a healthy way so that they're not desperate for their love and attention, but they're just wanting true connectedness. Yeah. That's a healthier place. Mm-hmm. Well, it happens sooner or later, and you want to be prepared. So we've got a link to an article called, Is Your Daughter Ready to Date? It takes just a few minutes to read. It's free, and I think you're going to find that really helpful, especially if your girl uh, or your girls aren't yet dating. Also, get a copy of Dana Gresh's really uh, terrific book, Lies Girls Believe. Now, we've got a bundle. Uh, we've got that book and then the parents' version, A Mom's Guide to Lies Girls Believe, and then a free download of our entire conversation with Dana uh, all about uh, this topic. So get that bundle when you make a donation of any amount to support the work of Focus on the Family. Uh, we really need your assistance as we prepare materials, as we have uh, these podcasts, as we have websites and events and so much more to help parents. So uh, help us help parents around the world uh, to have a better relationship with their kids and to be in a stronger position to be a more uh, effective mom or dad. Uh, donate today. We'll send that bundle to you. And uh, all the details are in the show notes. Next time, we're going to hear from a very popular guest here, Dr. Randy Schrader. And for now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Hey, parents. Parent here. Not to sound old, but if I had a dollar for every time someone told me how to parent, well, let's just say I wouldn't need to read this ad to you today. I'd be sitting on the beach somewhere with my feet up. Truth is, I don't trust everyone to tell me stuff. And I don't have time for that 500-page book either. But I do have time for Focus on the Family's weekly age and stage emails that have tips for intentionally raising my son at his age right now. It's super easy. Go to MyKidsAge.com, put in your kid's age, and get parenting advice you can trust.